Hello and welcome to your sports podcast Turning Point. Two big shifts in Indian cricket this week. Earlier the Manchester Test getting cancelled. We shall revisit the episode and talk about why that test matters. But first the big news on Virat Kohli. He instagrammed a note um saying that uh, he will be stepping aside from the T20 captaincy in Indian cricket just after the World Cup and that came as a huge surprise to the fans and the cricket community. Let's talk about this big decision coming in with the man who has penned Virat Kohli's biography driven and also the senior sports journalist uh, consulting editor of uh, sports star Vijay Lokpali Vijay thank you very much for joining us on the broadcast well the talks of Virat Kohli stepping aside has been there uh, for a while now but what do you think could have been the trigger moment if you ask me honestly the trigger moment uh, has to be the fact that he has realized uh there is time for him to his own cricket in mind i'm not trying to say that uh, the team he has to concentrate on the team all the time but the fact remains that given the amount of cricket uh, the indian team is playing given the uh, modern uh, what should i say the last couple of years uh, the um, pressures of bio bubble uh, quarantine so he must he is not able to concentrate on his own batting so that is one key reason that he has decided to give up uh, t20 format uh, after the uh, world cup and he'll continue to be the odi captain and the test captain but he will continue to play in the t20 format right that's what he has indicated now it's up to the selectors to pick him uh, rika because uh, he has it, it was his call that he will not he would not like to take the captaincy but he hasn't indicated that he will not be playing the t20 it is it is for the selectors to pick him once he is not the captain and you know it's interesting that this comes this news comes just days before the ipl just days before the icc world t20 now let's start on the impact immediate impact that it might have on his team royal challengers bangalore him stepping aside uh, from the t20 captaincy absolutely i mean i'm sure rika he must have taken the even the franchises into confidence i mean if not before making the decision it will be known to them and uh, he will he will revisit his captaincy for the franchise also because there again the pressure will uh, will always be there of 14 matches plus the next two games if you're winning the title but uh, the main grouse his fans have is that he has not been able to uh, win an ipl title which rohit sharma has won five times for mumbai indians so uh, he obviously has that in mind he wants to correct a few things for all you know the cricket is very funny rika he may be he may end up winning the uh, his first mm-hmm. ipl title and he may go on to win the t20 world cup also so what do you do then does he continue right does... uh, can can the decisions be reversed if he wins both the titles or at least one of them do you think there is a scope of reversing the decision that will depend on the selectors he has already indicated and if the selectors feel that he has see there is something he has talked about uh, uh, managing load management now it has come in because of the amount of cricket they are playing if they were selective and now here it will give him an opportunity he can concentrate on odi and of course test matches because he has always valued 
uh, Rika, he's always valued test matches. He's always gone out of the way to kind of popularize test cricket. He has egged on all his youngsters to come and play test matches more and concentrate on the longer version. But um, the call to reinstate or call to keep him uh, as captain will be now with the selectors. Vijay, as I speak to you, so many questions come flooding into my mind. But you know, the first question really is, um, since cricket is highly corporatized these days, what kind of impact in terms of, you know, brand value do you think it'll have, this decision of Virat Kohli will have on Royal Challengers Bangalore? Obviously, because when you are the uh, captain of the Indian team, there are, you are always in the focus. You are always, uh, I mean, I mean, in take Virat's case, uh, he is the face of cricket as far as broadcasters are concerned. Uh, if you see the number of every time there is a wicket falling or every time any incident happening, the camera focuses on uh, Virat Kohli. And I'm, I'm sure, uh, Rika, there must be one camera or two cameras dedicated to uh, follow uh, Virat's movements on the field. But it will impact the brand value, no doubt, because now uh, he is not an automatic uh, choice in the team as far as T20 is concerned. Like we talked, he will have to perform and then justify his uh, selection. But brand value will get impacted because now uh, whoever is the captain, I mean, we are assuming that Rohit Sharma will be made the captain. I'm not too sure about that. But it will mean that whoever is the new captain will be the face who will be seen more in T20s. Um, uh, but of course, it depends, Rika, uh, how many uh, T20 games India is going to play in the next uh, one year or next two years, whatever. But yes, as far as IPL is concerned, it will be it will impact the uh, his uh, brand value, no doubt. Vijay, cricket today is highly commercialized. Um, do you think a franchise may have its say on selection of uh, a player or a captain? No, Rika. I mean, from outside, we do think that probably these franchises, they tend to influence. But I don't think because the selectors have their job cut out. Otherwise, you know, they would not be doing justice to their roles. And PCCI will not accept any such interference or any such influence from outside forces. Yeah. Uh, because BCCI itself is quite capable of uh, picking uh, the best 15. That's why they have these selectors uh, who are dedicated to the job. Uh, franchisee, yes, they can go and definitely they can try and off the record as they say, go and speak to the selectors, try and, try and campaign for a selection of one of the players. But it will be wrong to say that selectors will come under the influence uh, I know for sure the previous committee and, and the one before that, they had their own uh, voice and they would not, uh, they never entertained uh, such an idea that uh, they would be inclined to support player because the franchisee would have made a request. And definitely this selection committee, people think that it's a weak one. It is not. They, they have been given the whole entire, I mean, they have been given the mandate by the UCCI. And they are mm-hmm. free to pick uh, uh, who they want. So, uh, in any case, Rika, if you see, selectors, when they pick the team, the team has to be ratified, uh, cleared by the BCCA president. So, there mm-hmm. is there is a system in place. I don't think outside forces will try and work and you know, succeed also. Um, you know, Virat Kohli, in his Instagram post, spoke about uh, workload management. Now, post-pandemic, India has played only eight T20 matches. Um, do you think that's too much on a player? Um, you know, in the in the scheme of things. 
No, Nika. I mean, if you remember a while ago, I said it depends. Uh, India doesn't play many T20 games. Uh, it plays mm-hmm. ODI matches and then it plays Test matches. So that's why, if you see the play, the playing, uh, the number of uh, uh, days of number of days when you play cricket uh, becomes uh, it, it looks very large because some of them are playing domestic cricket also. Then they are playing IPL also. Then they are preparing for the tours. Uh, maybe IPL tournament or maybe a foreign tour, but like you mentioned, Rika, the pandemic has uh, put a lot of pressure on the players, and you also have spoken to them. Uh, you can realize that that it is it is not easy to deal with quarantine day in day out, and then maintain your mental health. These issues are there. I mean, you are not able to concentrate, and I have been honestly in touch with many players. Uh, even support staff, they find it very tough. Even the commentators, Rika, uh, uh, they are not playing, but they they feel the pressure of the of this pandemic that they are not able to do normal things. So when when you are playing, you are under such tremendous pressure to perform, and that is why this workload management it is not nothing new. It has been there for for some time now, as far as bowlers are concerned, uh, uh, as far as their. Uh, workload at the next is concerned, at the practice sessions is concerned. So there are people dedicated to monitor uh, this workload uh, issue mm-hmm. as players is concerned. So in the pandemic increased, and uh, and they, these mental health issues are very very important now because many of them are close to breaking down. Believe me. Right. Uh, now, you mentioned earlier in the podcast that Virat Kohli perhaps now is uh, trying to look at his own batting form, you know, consolidate himself there. Would you say then his target pretty much is Sachin Tendulkar's 100-100 and uh, he feels that that's something that will be a realistic target to get to at some point and he should put in all his resources into that? To tell you, I can share with you that in Heart of Heart, he doesn't really target, doesn't set such targets that he will Mm -hmm. have to go and break a certain record. It happens, it happens. But uh, in Virat's case, we know, Rika, it's been some time where he's gotten, uh, that he hasn't got an international 100. Uh, but people think T20. I mean, as you say, eight T20 game. Now, how many how many hundreds do you see in a T20 game? It's not. It is different from ODI, where you go and open, or maybe at number three slot, or maybe you play a beginnings coming in the middle order that you get to a hundred. But Test matches is different. Test matches you have uh, you back yourself to get to play a long innings, and unfortunately. Uh, in his case, he's got a couple of rousing 50s, but he does he could translate them into 100 uh, mm-hmm. for many reasons. I always feel, Rika, that he is the prime batsman every opposition tries to get. So, in the process, he has to face some sometimes unplayable deliveries. Uh, if, you, if you sit back and analyze this passionately. Right. Uh-huh. So, he is um, he's often getting out to good deliveries. So, he will have to look at this aspect of uh, now concentrating on the on test matches yes he will be able to give more time to sort out his weaknesses as uh, we have seen the former players uh, pointed out mr gavaskar also especially about his weakness outside the off stump in england so now he will get probably more time to to look after his uh, batting uh Vijay, you know, post uh, Virat Kohli's decision to get away from T20 captaincy, lots of stories have been doing the rounds. 
Firstly, perhaps he had alienated himself a little bit from his mates in the dressing room by not keeping channels of communication open. Secondly, about his autocratic style of behavior, and the third story that uh, you know I found I found was really intriguing was uh, that Virat Kohli at some point may have gone to the selectors asking for Rohit Sharma's removal from vice captaincy. What do you make of all these stories that are doing the rounds? Rika, I would uh, definitely not agree with the, with the suggestion that he has been autocratic because if you ask the players, they are very happy. They don't have any complaints. Even Rohit Sharma. I mean, much was made of uh, uh, that uh, he. they don't get along well. But when you are in the team, there will be times when you may have differences on a particular issue. Uh, but being matured, Mature cricketers, sportsmen, they've never allowed those differences to come in the way of performance as far as the team is concerned. And you look at all the junior players, they have only praise for uh, Virat. Maybe somebody like Kuldeep Yadav may have this grudge that, okay, he he was not uh, probably given as many chances as he deserved. But then you have to go remember that it is not just Virat Kohli. There is Ravi Shastri. The support staff is there also part of the system and mm-hmm. the vice captain in, in, in test matches even Ajinkya Rahane has a say in the team selection matters uh, when you're travelling abroad so and the five selectors who are there to protect you know, players from such autocratic uh, measures I mean if we tend to believe that but uh, you look at somebody like Siraj uh, Rika uh, when he was in Australia he lost his father and he could not come back he decided to stay on the man who was constantly in touch with him was Virat Kohli. Right mm-hmm. through the uh, tour. Yeah, and, uh, and Siraj uh, has, I don't know, I don't remember if he has said that. But I know for sure that Virat had a big, big influence on uh, Siraj continuing and performing in Australia. So, because Virat himself had gone through that um, agonizing phase where he came and played a match when the day his father died. So, uh, most of the youngsters, they look up to him. They have followed his template for fitness, uh, template for, you know, uh, concentrating on uh, whichever one day or there are strong points. If somebody like Ishan Kishan, uh, he raves about him. He is a modern day cricketer. So I think uh, Virat also knows that he cannot get away by being autocratic. Yes, sometimes there are times when he would like to, at the end of the day's play, he would like to give time to his family. He is a father now. Of, uh, I mean, I'm sure nobody would grudge without devoting more time to his family after the day's play. So there people may think, okay, he has become elusive or he's become aloof, but that is not the case. Most mm-hmm. of the cricketers now, uh, once the game is over, day's play is over, they don't get to uh, meet as it was in the earlier days when mm-hmm. they would not travel with their family. So uh, mm-hmm. this is one aspect we should keep in mind. Um, last but not the least. Now, since, um, you know, Virat Kohli made this announcement of stepping aside from the T20 captaincy, uh, BCCI subsequently also sent a press release. Does that mean that, you know, they are relieving him of all the responsibilities of even what happens during the ICC World T20? Win or lose, you're not responsible for what happens. 
Well, it is like I was reading somewhere that it's a win-win situation for Virat. He has already announced that he will not be taking up captaincy. So, if he wins, he goes on a high. If he doesn't, they will tell you, okay, he was he already announced, so he has not been removed. He has decided mm-hmm. to go on his terms. And I'm uh, Rika. Honestly, uh, forget whether I've written a book on him, but I'm very happy for him because he had taken upon too many responsibilities. Uh, many of them are not those responsibilities are not seen on the screen when the game is on he is always uh, i mean if he has to think about his own game he is also thinking about uh, how uh, the other colleagues uh, in the team they excel they do well right and, yeah so i think uh, i'm happy that he is going to concentrate on uh, odis and test matches between you i mean if you ask me honestly he should only concentrate on test matches give up the uh, captaincy even for the odi if it comes to it well we'll really have to wait and see that's perhaps uh, if it happens it'll take some time to happen because the next major fixture that india has is the 2023 world cup which is going to be at home but vijay meanwhile thank you very very much for this uh, most enlightening chat and i think it will be great for our listeners to learn all that all the knowledge of the wisdom that you had to share that was one of the major stories in indian cricket the second two involves virat kohli and it started with him sending an email to bcci on the night of 9th of september we are talking about the cancellation of the manchester test about a week back and joining me on the podcast turning point uh, this week is former bbc sports editor mehir bose who's also the author of nine waves the extraordinary story of indian cricket mehir thank you very much for talking to us uh, you know we'll have to really ask you what's the mood in england and in manchester right now um it's been a week since the test match has been cancelled have people forgotten because In the meantime we also saw a very uh, exciting high octane match where Cristiano Ronaldo played for the first time uh, in so many years for Manchester United he went back home but you know have the fans really forgotten what happened Well first of all um we got to realize that as far as England is concerned football is the number one sport it dominates everything else so in in football fans generally um you know a cricket doesn't intrude into their lives among cricket fans certainly there's a lot of resentment there are lots of cricket fans who arrived who had taken time off who, some of them had taken flights to be in manchester um to, for the test match and then found in the morning that there wasn't a test match uh you know they had um, had taken holidays and so on so among them there's a lot of resentment there is also anger uh, among them about what they see as the power of uh, indian cricketers um and you know that basically they see that the indian cricketers decided they didn't want to play they wanted to make sure they played in the ipl um which of course is this huge money making um vehicle for players and for cricket uh, indian cricket uh, and also they they feel a resentment and and you got to understand the the background to this that English cricket is going through a lot of changes. This season has seen the introduction of the 100, a completely new form of cricket um which is meant to popularize cricket. Many fans who like test cricket, 
the five-day cricket, that five-day intensity, the theatre between bat and ball, and batsmen and bowlers and so on, uh, they resent the hundreds. So to them, all of this is English cricket uh, giving way on test cricket and giving way to Indian power. And there is anger, certainly. Mihir, uh, since you mentioned about uh, the hundreds and this and, and English cricket going through an experimental phase, then let me ask you, does the Manchester test really matter now that the test series is over? We don't know whether there can be a continuation of this test series or a one-off test. But if it is to be staged, would it matter to the fans? Well, there are two facts to this. One is the commercial aspect. The test match not being staged means the England-Wales cricket board will lose out money from the broadcasters um, uh, because, you know, the income they get from that is is based on the number of test matches that are played. And remember, for the England-Wales cricket board, India is a huge money spinner. In English cricket, much is made about the Ashes. And, of course, that is a great emotional uh, thing in English cricket, playing Australia, um, the oldest form of uh, competition between the two countries in cricket and so on. But it's actually India that earns much more money. And India playing five tests, something India doesn't like playing um, abroad or even at home for that matter. And India playing five tests is something that English cricket has been very keen on and has cultivated the Indians, got them to agree to playing five tests. So they're going to lose out money on that. The second thing is that there is the, the factor that if the cricket match is not played, England would like to claim the test series. Uh, mm-hmm. Since the test series becomes a draw 2-2 not a 2-1 and of course the Indians would like to claim win or preserve their win if you like that has an impact on the ICC Test Championship and of course to a certain extent probably that doesn't matter so much to the Indians but it certainly has some impact this would be the first time that India would win a series in England since 2007 and only the second time they would have won a series by winning two matches. The last time was in 19, the first and the last time was in 1986. So you have all these um, factors at play here. And there's a whole question, the ongoing debate. You know, is Test cricket going to carry on? Throughout the summer, there's been a lot of talk that Virat Kohli, for all his um, um, ability and prowess and T20 and IPL and uh, white ball 50 overs cricket, Virat Kohli has been going on about how important test cricket is and does this mean that the Indians, the great money bags of cricket, the power brokers, the men who run cricket, no longer care about test cricket. So, you know, the, it raises the questions about the future of test cricket, how important it is for the major countries that play cricket. Well, we do know that Virat Kohli harps on the importance of test cricket, but the turning point um, in this whole episode was that email from Virat Kohli, as David Carr said day before yesterday, um, that he sent out a mail to BCCI saying that the players are scared, they don't want to take the field. But my question really to you is, should the English cricket board not have been taken in confidence when they were deciding on this? The players refused to take the field. Was the English cricket board powerless in front of BCCI? Well, all cricket boards are powerless in front of BCCI. We've known that. (laughs) For the last 20 years, India has taken over world cricket. That's a major, major thing. I discussed this in my book, The Nine Waves, which you mentioned. This is the first time that international sport has passed from white 
people to non-white, brown hands. No other international sport, if you football or rugby or tennis or golf, they are all, though they have changed over the last 30 or 40 years, no other international sport has passed into non-white hands. So th- that has happened. I think there's also much publicity given in the in the British press that um, uh, Ravi Shastri, in the days leading up to the Oval Test, had a book launch at uh, St. James's Court Hotel, um, where the Indian team was staying. Uh, it was in the courtyard of the hotel. In fact, I was invited to that, and I went there, and several other people were there. And um, there was uh, there has been talk that the um, ECB wasn't aware of this, and they should have been kept informed and things like that. So there's been a bit of uh, resentment at the way the uh, Indian team or management of the Indian team has gone about it. You spoke about resentment. So is the resentment in the ECB ranks or among public or among the press? Where is the resentment right now? The ECB has made no comment on it. This is on the basis of what the newspapers are talking about. This is what the, on the basis of what the media is talking about. And this is on the basis of what has been expressed in the media about English fans are talking about. Remember, India taking over world cricket is still a phenomenon that English cricket is coming to terms with. The authorities have come to terms with. They know the power of Indian cricket. The people who run the game have come to terms with long ago. But English cricket fans, the idea that India dictates world cricket and dictates to England what it should do is a very is a newish idea. You know, England, um, English fans think of Australia as the most important uh, um, cricket nation. Playing Australia is the most important thing. Ashes and protecting that urn and making sure Australia don't get their hands on the urn, not that the urn is ever allowed to leave uh, England. Um, It always stays at Lord's, but the Australians are occasionally allowed to handle it when they win. But, you know, that is the most important thing. And that is a very, very newish phenomenon that English fans are are realising. And what this Manchester test has shown is the power of, of Indian cricket, something that is a new realization, the superpower that has come in and can dictate to England. So that creates a certain amount of resentment. So what you say is that the emotions of English cricket are tied when it comes to test matches, are tied to Australia and the economics are tied to India. Would you say then the resumption of Manchester test, if it happens, would matter to England only economically and not that much emotionally? Even if they are to lose the test series 3-1, it wouldn't matter to them that much? Well, first of all, a lot of people would say, how can you have a test series spread over two years? A test series is a five test series. A five test series is held very sacrosanct, uh, particularly in England. This test series was going brilliantly. Um, you know, uh, the first test was drawn. Uh, had there not been rain, who knows, India might have won. At Lords, India had an amazing triumph. I was there at Lords. The last day, Virat Kohli and Jaswit Boomer and India's space attack turned the tables. Then at Headingley, India lost dramatically, um, being bowled out for 78 on the first day. And then at the Oval, they came back. 
being behind nearly all the match and they came back on the final day. So the test series was boiling up to the sort of finish that English cricket has imagined five test series to be, you know, one after the other, mood changes. And this has been described as one of the great test series. So it didn't finish. It didn't conclude. So there is that sort of um, feeling of, of loss, if you like, you know, something, you know, the, the cinema hasn't finished. You know, the end hasn't flashed up. We still don't know what happens um, in the end. It's a bit like, if I can recall um, Mughle Azam, one of the all-time great films, you know, Madhubala has danced in, in Akbar's court, but you know, what has happened later on? Has she gone away with Prince Salim or has she been exiled? You know, we don't know. I mean, you know, and, and that feeling of unfinished business remains. And to finish that business the following year with a single test is not considered very satisfactory. It will be felt here to have been done in order to make sure that the England and Wales cricket board do not lose out money and that this is a commercial thing. And remember, there is increasing and has been for some time bitterness among the um, football fans and generally sports fans about how commercial sport has become, that everything in sport is talked about in money terms. Mm -hmm. And whether the story finishes or not, we still have to wait and see. And uh, a lot will depend on how ICC also reacts to it. And perhaps the ECB is going to ask for a commission to be set up to decide on the future of the series. Thank you very much, Mehir Bos, for joining me on the podcast Turning Point. Thank you. Those were expert insights on two major cricket stories this week, both with interesting twists and turns with several turning points. If you would like to hear more about such sports stories, do email me on rika at ndtv.com. For now, it's a goodbye.